Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, barbecuers of all ages, Cowboy Cav here welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you a caterer, a competitor, a barbecue enthusiast? Myron Mixon has the smoker for you. Check out all their styles at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. Do you enjoy this podcast, our blogs? Well, join our growing community of friends over on Patreon and help support your favorite barbecue podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for lots of videos on different styles of barbecue, different recipes, and the entrepreneurship of barbecue. And now, here's your host, Mikey K. You've never heard of it. Um, you're living kind of under a rock, considering I think everyone and their and their brothers brothers heard of it. Uh, Dan, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and hanging out with us. Um, if you are looking for his website, it's barbecuekansascity.com, correct? If I'm not wrong. Yeah, you can get there several different ways. Okay. Um, there, uh, chopspowerinjector.com. They all dump into the same site. Okay. Uh, Barbecue Kansas City uh, is all spelled out, um, which is B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E or C-U-E, KansasCity.com. Okay. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of different ways to get there just to make it as easy on people as possible. Sometimes that's the hardest part is getting people there. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you this question. What made you invent? Or what made you kind of create the injector? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, Back when my son was born, I started Barbecue Kansas City, which was pretty much just a blog. I mean, I was a police officer. I was looking for a family-friendly hobby to get into. And uh, so I started kind of blogging about barbecue, living in Kansas City. We have lots of choices, lots of different styles to go for. Um. So we, we started that. We just started simply as a, a as a typical food blog. Go out to a restaurant, take some pictures, talk about the the place and all that stuff. And then uh, about six months after I started the website, we started competing. Uh, we started competing, and when you compete, you need to inject. Um, yep. So we got the half the half cup uh syringes basic syringes and we we inject and and even just our our two briskets and our our two or three or four butts that that was pretty time consuming process and it kind of made a mess so after I, i did i think three competitions that first year and our, set, our third competition, I think I was probably using the same uh, in single needle injectors. And I, I put the, the needle in the red solo cup that had my injection in it, and I was pulling on it. And the plunger came off. I punched myself in the chin, and the inject or the other hand shot into the, the cup and splashed it all over the table. Made a huge mess. And I didn't have any extra injection with it. Luckily, I just sanitized the table. I was able to squeeze it into the cup and get get done uh, injecting. So I went home, and 
I was I had started doing a little little side catering, you know, and people wanted stuff for a hundred people, and that's a lot of briskets, and that's a lot of pork. So I'm injecting all this stuff by hand, and I'm just I'm wore out. My hand hurts. Took an hour to inject everything. Uh, so I started just scouring the internet hours and hours for a better meat injector, and I could I didn't find one. I found the Spitjack injector which again is like a half cup or three quarters of a cup at a time. Um, it's a, it's a cool looking tool, but it does virtually the same thing as your cheap $1 ones. So I scoured the forums. I saw some people that are adding a needle to garden sprayers. I said, well, that's interesting. I could do that. Um, and then the progression came. I like to, I like to, to, uh, to fiddle around in the garage and I found some material. I said, why don't we try like six needles or or eight needles? Well, and it turned out to be way too, um, I don't know, dangerous <laughs> to have that many needles on the front of one of these pump sprayers. So yeah. I, I did, I did a little bit of math in my head and I said, well, everybody wants to do a grid pattern around an inch. So I, I, simplified it down to four needles um and i put it close to that one inch grid pattern and i had really good back pressure and real good even um needle usage with the first prototype and you could say the rest is history but i I just i dabbled with it for an entire year before i told anybody about it i filed for a patent i I did all the things you're supposed to do. I only showed it to one other friend that used it um, completely undercover too in competition um, and really gave it kind of a, a really good test. And we, uh, I came to the conclusion that I could, I could literally manufacture these in my garage and ship them all over the world. And then you come several years later um, where I've won 11 awards of excellence from the National Barbecue Association for my injectors. Um, I've sold close to 10,000 of them, and we still build them by hand. Um, still? We still source Still. Oh, that's awesome. We still build them by hand, uh, literally, like they're, they're building <laughs> right now. They're building right now. Uh, I I did. I I outsourced the manifold because I can't keep up on the production of manifolds, especially when and I'm talking about where the needles attach yeah, and yeah. separates it into four. Um, it that took that took quite a while um, to manufacture that myself. Okay. So now I have a machine shop that does that on CNC machines, and they pump out. 300 in a couple days where it it would take me several days to do 50. (laughs) I I used to have, I used to have a lathe and I have, I'd have uh, three drill presses set up and they, I'd run, I'd run a 12 hour day and only get about 30 or 40 done. Yeah. That's right. They were perfect. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you have to outsource some of it. Um, to scale the next to the next level, I think it's just going to take a lot uh, a lot more outsourcing, 
getting a manufacturer that can work this into their schedule to do several hundred a day or thousands a week. So it's kind of where we're at and how the kind of the, the basic, how did this happen? Now, when, when you kind of first went to market with it, was did you did you kind of know they were going to sell or were you a little like nervous on I put on all this work I know it's a good product but will the market kind of tell me that and will the market really support me were you a little nervous I was a little nervous um and also I didn't really have a clue what I was doing sometimes I uh, launched yeah I you know I I was I was kind of dumb um, I figured I just released this product and magically it starts selling. And I remember I released it on a, on April 1st of like, uh, 13, I think. Okay. And nothing happened. I mean, like I didn't exist. Um, but I put it, I put it out, I pushed it pretty hard on Facebook and, I'd, I'd, I'd sell a couple here and there. Then that first month, I think I in May, second month, I signed up on Amazon as a seller that fulfills their own orders. Um, and that, that still takes a couple weeks to get traction. Um, but I, mean, I remember in that time, I was pushing it pretty hard every day. Uh, uh, Todd Johns from Plowboys called me up and said, hey, I want one of those injectors try out this yeah. is before this is before he opened his restaurant um and he did a video and he's got a huge following yeah um the next day i had an email for an order of 10 of them so and it was that was down to uh to arizona to uh, uh what's that it's, uh, talking about Sterling. Sterling. No, in Arizona. Um, God, what was the name of that? I can look it up here real quick. But uh, restaurant or no? It was a. Uh, it was an accessory store down there. Okay. Okay. Um, and they were like, "Hey, we want ten of them." We want ten of them, and that was a new. That was even a new problem. I needed to buy boxes to put boxes in. Well, yeah. It's not only that I have to, you know, you don't think about some of the stuff farther. And you had, I had to change my price and my dealer to my wholesale style pricing, uh, many hours of, of calculations to make sure that I was going to make money. Yeah. Uh, because I was, uh, I was, I was really new at this, this type of thing. Now, did you uh, also have to get a barcode quickly there, or did you kind of start without a barcode? I started, I think, at very first um, without a barcode. I found barcodes were actually much easier to get than you would expect. I used uh, speedybarcodes.com. I bought, like, 20 barcodes. Yeah. Like, 100 bucks. Yeah. And assign each product its own barcode. And Yep keep um try to keep them organized um so yeah we we started at first without a barcode and a lot of the barbecue dealers kind of 
almost expect that um, at first. And then, uh, you know, it just slowly kind of came together from there. Yeah. Which I think, I think it's that, I think that's super cool because, um, it shows that you can take, you, you, you found a need in the, in the market, right? I mean, injecting, injecting is a pain in the ass. Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. It can be very tedious. You know, especially if you're going single needle. Right. Now, did you did you play around with needle size? Or did I did you... a little bit first. I, I think think of my overhead. Um, like I said, I was a police officer and I was trying to do competition barbecue. Um, being a police officer is one thing; you can live a great life and and pay all your bills and all that stuff, but not necessarily have much money for extra stuff. So when I started, I had like 20 bucks for overhead and I went and bought a pump sprayer and some parts and took me every penny I had to make, pro- make the prototypes, gather these parts. Some of these parts I had to buy in hundreds Yeah. and I only needed four, you know? So, um, my overhead, you know, went from $20 to a hundred dollars, um, And kind of went went from there. Um, let's see here. It was Barbecue Island in Tempe, Arizona. Okay, okay. It was, it was bugging, bugging me to death. First <laughs> big deal. And then, at least to me, at that time, it's the first big deal. Of course, I mean ten or I mean being like, hey, I want ten of them. It's like, oh shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, we it have, took me all day. We kind of have a yeah. Product, it took though. me. Two days to put this order together. It was blowing, you know, blowing my mind. Yeah. Now, as that as that started growing and people started learning about the products, I think that's one of the biggest things, and that's one of the hardest things to do for the customer is teaching them about the client. Why does this, you know, why does this make it easier? Uh, do you think that people just kind of looked at it and was like, you know what? Yep, that is solving my problem. Uh, a lot of people look at it that way. I made it just scary enough looking that people can go, yeah, that's exactly what we wanted to do. That's like getting four hands on the piece of meat at the same time. Yep. Uh, some people are still skeptical. They're skeptical of the price tag. I mean, your tip, your normal, normal things yep. of um, that. But I, I look at it more and I try to, when I, when I have to hard sell somebody, it's just an investment. You yeah. take care of it, you never have to buy another one. You don't take care of it, you're probably gonna have to buy another one. Usually, just like everything else. Um, so you get, I don't get a lot of repeat customers because they take care of it. Some people I get a buy a new one every three months because they didn't oil it or they didn't clean it. Um, you really got to make sure you clean it, clean it well after you use it because of the products that you're putting in it. Yeah, um, these things are usually highly volatile to um, spoilage. Yeah. You get get, get uh, mold. Get stuff in there and, and let it mold. Well, it's hard to Clean talk yourself up. and puke again. Yeah. yeah. Lots, lots of bleach and lots of sitting sitting and shaking and, and, and letting the, the bleach process through the unit um, usually will take care of any problem. 
but uh, some people don't have the patience for that either. So, yeah. And now, what is what is the product? What does the product retail at? Um, on Amazon right now, it's uh, everywhere universally. It's uh, it's right at a hundred for the half gallon. Okay. Uh, the the one gallon is one thirty or thereabouts, depending on whose site you're on. Um, and our full power electric version is three fifty, three fifty five. And now, what made you what made you make the full power electric? Um, well, again, there was a need in the market for an okay. affordable, um, commercial quality injector. Uh, you can buy pump up injectors all day long, but if you're, if you're prepping a hundred briskets, um, that's just as bad as using a single needle syringe. Yeah. So chef, uh, I, I had a customer, chef Rob down at Q39 in Kansas city mm-hmm. that, had bought several half gallons and gallons. They called me up and say, Hey man, can you come redo these? It's been a year. Um, got one, the pump's broken. I got one, the needles have gone bad. I got this one and that one. So I went in there and I refurbished all his injectors, cleaned them, did a thorough cleaning, took them apart. Yeah. Um, replaced broken. Parts. Um, so got him new in- injectors. I said, hey, man, I got this idea for an electric ejector. Uh, I'll sell you the first one it costs if you pay for what it costs to build it. He said, yeah, do it right now. I want it tomorrow. And I literally got him a, a prototype electric full-power injector in 24 hours. <laughs> I, went, uh, I found a, a company in Kansas City that had pumps and food service, um, hosing like soda lines and stainless uh, clamps and, uh, plastic fittings and everything. And I, I adapted it to my, my trigger and my head system. Uh, pretty, pretty neat design. And then it all comes apart and fits inside its own box. Okay. So whenever you are catering a lot and it's, it's a, it's really easy to clean too sanitize for the restaurant industry which is super important i mean when you're when you start going into into commercial stuff if it's hard and it's 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 a pain in the ass to take apart and it it, it's hard to clean a lot of people stay away from that because they know that their staff is not going to do it right they're not going to do it properly and now i have a restaurant and we use the full power injector every day and I've now I've seen the longevity of this tool. How long will it last before you need to start replacing parts? Yeah. Well, it depends on the cleaning chemicals you use. It depends on how much, how rough your staff is on the product. Yep. Uh, we change the needles like every six months. That's all we have to do. Okay. Um, after a year and a half, I changed um, the output hose because it had started to get the sanitizer dried it up a little bit. Okay. So it wasn't it's flexible. Yeah. Uh, but literally, that's all I've had to do. It's worked that well. What well, made so, you want I mean, to get into the restaurant industry? I just like to make bad decisions. Yeah. 
Me too. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Dude, it, it's like one of the craziest things you can do. And for some odd um, reason, we're all weird and do it. Certain certain days of the week, it's uh, a very um, fun job to have. Sure. Some days of the week, uh, it's extremely stressful. We're closed on Mondays, so usually Monday I'll, I'll wake up. I'll take my time getting out of the house. I'll come down and I'll do shipping for injector stuff. Um, kind of take a little bit of inventory of what I got, what I need. Yep. Uh, and then I'll pop my head over into the restaurant. I got a couple, couple of the guys that come in and clean, clean the fryers, deep clean the fryers all the way out. Um, put the food truck away, the order away. Um, but you know, this morning before I could even get out of the house, my wife called me and said the ice banker stopped working and flooded part of the restaurant. That's, you know, yay, that's the first thing I get to do today. Sounds fantastic. Find out, you know, um, and then, you know, all the all the equipment, all the HVAC stuff. My my particular restaurant wasn't built to be a restaurant. It's a historic building. Um, so the people that originally built it into a restaurant put a hood in and didn't put any recovery air in. It sucks all the air conditioning out of the building. And when it's 100 degrees outside, it's 110 degrees inside. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. So you've got, you've got a lot of things to overcome constantly in the restaurant world. Yep. Um, and to be relevant, to make good food, um, you've got to really try to keep your customers happy. We have yep. a really good product that we put out, and people are really happy. So as long as we can keep the temperatures down and keep the equipment from breaking, you know, uh, keep a couple reliable staff members, you know, the restaurant industry is, uh, uh, it's kind of what I expected most of the time. Um, then sometimes it's out of control. I can't believe I decided to do this sometimes. So, hey, I mean, I, I totally get where you're, where you're at. I, I totally understand it. And it's um, it's the craziest and most insane thing you could possibly usually do. <laughs> but, so Open your own restaurant. I mean, I, I almost would rather go work um, and manage a restaurant where I could leave it there oh, instead yeah. of owning it all the time. And then somebody calling you. But and my, wife, like, my, wife's, my wife's super supportive. And, uh, and takes care of a, a lot of the stuff. Um, you know, so if I had to do it all, uh, there's been, I would, I probably wouldn't have done it very long. I'm, I'm coming up, we're coming up on our third year. Okay. Which is great. I mean, it's hard for yeah. restaurants to make it through three years. Yes, it is. Our, our third year is probably our best year. So it's hard for any food industry, people, food trucks, uh, caterers, anything like that. You, you know, your first year's damn near super, super difficult, let alone well, I, your I second can, year. I can tell you, you know, off the subject of the injector and all that, um, the first year was our hardest. We bought the, the, the restaurant um, in July of 16, um, cleaned every square inch of it 10 times, 
I uh, got some new equipment in there, did, did some addition addition work. Um, opened early September. 12 days later, burn it down. <laughs> Literally. Caught on fire. We're closed for another three months. Reopened in December. Oh. Yeah. Um, so your first your first year can be uh, devastating. Yeah. Uh, but you can pick yourself up. And you can make it work. Yeah. You just always be on your toes and be ready to to lower prices and raise prices as needed. You have to be um, ready to fire staff members at a moment's notice, and yeah. you have to be willing to train people that have never done anything before in their life. Yeah. No, I, so. I, I totally, totally agree with you. Um, but yeah, I did, I did the, the restaurant thing um, to, to have income so that I didn't have to be a police officer anymore. Um, I didn't know. I would have known then. I probably could have opened a barbecue accessory store and really grown the injector. And then what the injector stands for, the, the Chops brand of um, yeah. injectors and injector accessories and um, injector sizes. Um, we could have a lot of different variations if that's what I just could focus my energy on doing. Yeah. There's always, you still could. There's always that. Oh, it's, it's totally, I got all kinds of crazy ideas. <laughs> so it's just a matter of time and energy. Um, of what might pop up on chops. And it might be the one, the one huge one that everybody starts using. They throw away everything they've ever had because this is the best injector ever. You know, I mean, you guys, you guys do make a fantastic injector already, and a lot of people do love using it. Right, and it's because I use it. It's because I test it. I use it. Um, I still have my my original prototypes. Um, I don't know what kind of shape they're in. I haven't. I haven't been in competition land for a while, but I still have them, and I could probably make them work and and work well because I took care of them. And that, so, I think that's that's a very important thing that most people don't understand. That um, if you don't take care of it, I mean, it's going to fall apart. I don't care how right, well you have it's to built. Oil the pumps. You have to oil. You have to oil moving parts. You have to keep it clean. Let it dry out after you clean it. That's really the big ones. The other one is don't throw it off the side of a building. <laughs> I've had. I've had. You know, the, the farmer's commercials, you've seen it and covered it. I've had people say, I opened the closet, fell out on the ground, and the head snapped off the, the trigger. Um, we were cleaning it. It was sitting on the side of the, um, what was it, sitting on the drying rack that was on the side of the trailer. Somebody moved the trailer and ran over it. You know, I've had all kinds of stories about what happened? What happened to my injector? Yep. I've had several people call me up and said they got stolen. You know? I mean, yeah. But you're not an insurance company. No. <gasps> I'm, I'm, I'll make what I can, right? If, if, it's, if, a, part, if a part breaks. Yeah. Um, I've got an email from a guy right now that um, told me the pump sucks. And I, well, make sure you keep it oiled. And take care of it. 
I, I we're getting um, we're getting ready probably in two months to have a different bottle and pump design come out. Okay. Uh, I really like our triggers, so I'm going to continue to buy the triggers from one company and put them on a different bottle, um, and not necessarily because I want to, but the manufacturer of our bottles decided in their corporate uh, wisdom that they are no longer going to make that bottle. So it makes fills my heart with joy whenever people say things like that. They don't realize that I make a living off of that bottle. I make enough money to survive because that bottle. They don't care that. You know, you you and your 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 office that says, "Yeah, we're not going to make that one anymore." We don't sell twenty million dollars worth of those a year. We're not going to sell enough. You know, that guy that that buys fifteen hundred or two thousand a year. I, I I don't care about him. He's probably not making any money with those. It's true, but so, that, that's that's truly how they look at it. Unfortunately, right. I could I could show him my you know um, my kids at Taekwondo that that the injector money pays for. Yeah, and then show them what it looks like when they can't go because you and your you and your office decided you didn't need that. Yeah, I mean it's it's a rough one sometimes. Yeah, there was some scrambling um, to try to figure out what I was going to do. And it's simple. I'm going to go back to the original bottle that had a bulletproof pump. Okay. So what that's going to do is make um, the pump maintenance much less to maybe nothing. I mean, I remember using my original um, injector and never oiling. Ever for over a, over a year, never welded it. So put what, it underwater. What made you go with the the design you have now versus going with the original? Um, price points. Okay. Um, the amount of the amount of uh, labor I had to put into the originals. Okay. Um, actually, it was a little greener too. Uh, I had to throw away a cardboard box that had um the bottle company's name on it. Um, came with a sprayer wand since it is a, a pump sprayer, you know, just, just kind of cleaning up. I could buy the, the newer ones I could buy it in bulk. Um, okay. I could buy them at 200, I could buy them at 500, I could buy as many as I could afford to pay for. Yeah. Um, and the other ones were a little bit harder to get my hands on at the time, but also my scale was a lot different. Of course. Yeah. Um, I was only... I was only selling, you know, I was a big, I was a big roller at 40 a month. Now I'm, I'm doing, I can do 10 a day for an entire month. Yeah. Every single day I can have 10 orders. Now sometimes it spreads out. It's sometimes it's, you know, five half gallons and, and five gallons, but you know, the half gallons are, are usually the bigger, bigger sellers. Okay. Do you think it's just because more competition guys are like, listen, I don't need more than a half gallon? Uh, you know, the gamut is whenever, I, when I designed this, I designed it for the competition guy um, because I was a competition guy and I see everybody, everybody buys them now. 
they buy them because they're on Amazon. Um, they're small enough that you can put put a, a cord in there, cord of injection, and just do a do a small load, and uh, you'd be surprised. Like even a, like a single tur- or a chicken, how much injection you can get into it whenever you're really blasting. Yeah. So, yeah, you know the the competition guys. Um, somebody brought up kind of grounded me uh, a couple weeks ago and said, well, every day somebody new is getting into barbecue. It's true. Every day. Some guy woke up this morning and said, I'm going to go buy a smoker and I'm going to go start barbecue. And then he does it and he goes, man, I need some more flavor inside and I'm going to inject it. Well, he's going to get a little Creo butter with his little tiny quarter quarter cup uh, injector needle and go. Well, this is Pain this is a big waste. This is a big waste of my energy. What's what out? What's better? What's out there that's better that can can speed this process up? And I've done experiments, side by side experiments with single needle injectors versus chopped. Not only, I mean, it, it's a billion times faster. But with the velocity that shoots out, you actually get more meat to or more injection to stick in the meat okay. every time. It doesn't come back out the hole that you just shot into. Yeah. Uh, so you get, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, I, we've 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 said it before the the investment in your barbecue and and flavor and being able to jack around with stuff, playing with your food. Mm-hmm. That's a big one, especially these days in states and A's with uh, uh, craft barbecue and craft foods and and all that stuff. And it's not just a barbecue tool. Um, I've got a guy that I sent one out to that does uh, YouTube videos, and I, I mentioned to him when I talked to him on the phone. I said, "Do a video with a watermelon and fill it full of vodka. Just put that thing in there and just keep pumping." Until your entire fifth of vodka is inside that watermelon. He did a YouTube video on it. An actual professionally put together video. It was awesome. To see somebody actually follow through and do something like that. And he just put uh, a whole fifth of vodka in a watermelon, huh? Yep. Did he eat the watermelon? Yep. You can lock the trigger on on chops and just sit there and pump. You know? Let it, let it, let it sit. Let it sit and uh, take that pressure and then come back later and pump a little more. But, yeah, you can, you know, the the creativity of, of a lot of these uh, chefs out here could take care of uh, a lot of different recipes with chops. Yeah. They could do, um, they could do some, some baking stuff with it. I saw a, a, picture or a video of somebody injecting flavor into angel food cake like different liqueurs and things like that okay. and the interesting pack you can come up with with the, the chops injector yeah I, I had a chef from uh, uh, Canada <clears throat> said the first thing he was going to do with it was inject vanilla beans with vodka for infusing rapid flavor into the with the vanilla beans so you just 
if we just get out of the, the, the scope of just barbecue, it can spread. <laughs> you really want to go off the reservation. Um, I'll occasionally get bored and just, just search Chops Power Injector um, and have it pop up in, in different forums. And one of the forums I, I thought was odd as it, it came up into a um, medical marijuana forum. Okay. And they were using it to fill the bottles with the, with the CBD oil. Okay. Rapidly, okay. rapid filling bottles. Yeah. I never in a million years would have thought to do that. But it's just another avenue. It's another device that's built with food safe parts and medical grade products yeah, to right. make it um, another, another usage for. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Now, have you ever thought about playing around with doing like two needles for like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you do the four, but having something maybe that's a little smaller as, as like, some, you know, somebody that wants something a little smaller, or do you think that the four needles is really just the perfect thing? I personally never use anything less than four needles. Okay. I know people that do. Um, it comes with three plug screws. So you okay. can actually unscrew. Um, you can unscrew every other one. You can unscrew... Um, one, two, or three doesn't matter. Okay. And uh, plug off those those holes, and and use it in a smaller variety. Like um, a lot of guys will want to get chicken injection right next to the bone. Yeah. So they'll put just one needle on, and plug off the rest. Okay. Um, so there's there's a lot of that was one of the things I did from the very beginning. Make sure that people that were um, single needle users or, or double needle users could, in fact, do that too. But when they get into their big cuts, their briskets and their pork butts and their um, prime ribs and tri-tips and turkeys and chickens and all that stuff, you had options. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you got to make sure that... Uh you kind of have those options. I think that's really cool because if you don't, then you almost limit yourself. And if somebody's like, well, force too much for me, but I, I like the power of it, but I, I, I'm just forced too much. Then it's like, okay, cool. But you can go to one needle. You can go to two needles. You can do, you know, you can, you can customize it almost to what you need it for. And especially if somebody's right. doing, doing something interesting where they're pushing, you know, they're putting it into angel food cake or doing something like that or something different they're able to really customize that, that unit. Right. Exactly. And you I know, think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, uh, try to make it as user friendly as possible so that, yeah. Um, nobody's really turned off by it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Make sure that it's, uh, it's as user friendly as possible. Like you said, uh, I think that's super important. It, it makes your life a little bit easier. And uh, you, as even as, as a seller, it, it gives you a bigger market. Right. You know. It does. It, uh, it keeps, people, uh, keeps people from asking that question, too. It's one of the top things on my Amazon 
listing is that it comes with three plug screws. Um, and that's, that's a big deal. And we sell replacement plug screws cause they're pretty small. People lose them. <laughs> yeah. They just roll under the table. See, whenever we're really hardcore building here, you'll hear them bounce off the ground and they just, just hear somebody go, oh, crap. It's just, they're just, just they're, the floor yeah. eats them. The floor eats. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I, I do think, I think what you do, what you're doing for the barbecue community is awesome. You really are changing it. Uh, there's a lot of big guys on the competition circuit that are using, using your stuff. Um, what was your biggest shock when you were like, oh my God, I can't believe he's using one of my injectors. Do you have a name? Um, can say? Oh yeah, I have, we don't have any, uh, non-disclosures that I know of, um, Whenever your phone rings and Chris Lilly calls you directly. <laughs> oh, shit. You go, all right. You know, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, um, I've talked, you know, I sent uh, Chris Lilly out a couple. I think he's had a, I gave him one, you know, before you're, you're known and feel like a fanboy sometimes, you know, running oh, yeah. around to the these cook-offs or going to the, the barbecue association convention. And those guys are always, there's about six of them, you know, Myron, Tuffy, Chris Lilly, um, Mo and I go way back. He was one of my first like celebrity, um, giveaways at the very first MBQ, MBQ, um, MBQA convention I went to, he was there wandering around constantly and we ended up sitting at a, at an interview together for uh, barbecue superstars. Okay. And I gave him one right there on the, on the spot. I didn't even know I was going to do that. So, um, so being big Mo kind of go way back now with the injector, um, me and Myron, I mean, I, I was introduced to Myron and, and Myron goes, yeah, I know who you are. It's like, what? <laughs> um, so I, I, I've, I've, the injectors got me in conversations with these, these bigger guys that I'd never, uh, thought would really happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and at least I always have an icebreaker and say, Hey, how's your injector doing? You need anything. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, well, yeah, it's broken, and I had took a hammer to it. Well, probably not going to get much of an endorsement, but um, but no, they all seem to be really happy, and they call if they have any issues. Um, I think uh, Chris uh, had a a part break off his full power, and I sent him the parts, and then they installed them and got back up and going pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really neat to see how how the opportunities have changed now that I have I've 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 been around more than a couple of years. Uh, I still have good customer service, and my sales keep climbing. That's half so, the battle, you know. Yeah, you, you're you're ten- is crazy. I don't know how I. I still wake up every day and go, well, they're still selling. 
I don't know how. I, you I don't know, know why. It, it's because you're, you're standing the test of time, and people now, even more than before, are looking at it and going, well, they've, they've lasted this long. They, they've lasted the test of time. People are using them. Uh, big people are using them, and clearly they're worth the money. Yeah, I think uh, if you scroll through Chris Lilly's pictures on Facebook, you'll see a whole hog with the full power injector and a tube coming out of a Yeti gallon. <laughs> One of the most iconic pictures I've seen. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. That was pretty. That was pretty neat. Um, you know, the guys from the shed, uh, Hobson and, and Brad, have been yep. huge supporters. Um, you know, and I've I've uh, I remember they bought the first one or something. And ever since the first time I met them, any time that I'm around them, make sure all their stuff's working. And if not, I make it work or I get them new stuff. Yeah. Because the, the amount of of popularity and press just to have it seen in their cook site is is huge. And to know that they use it, at least when when I'm around to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Yeah. Hobson makes incredible food. So he likes to put lots of spices and stuff in there. So I gotta adapt and and uh, make sure that it can it can handle that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, just a lot of people, man. I got I got invited. I couldn't I couldn't break away. I get invited to cook on teams at Memphis and May now to handle the injection, handle the injector, handle the injection stuff. Yeah. Uh, I could just go around as a injector guy for, for hire down there. One year we took, <laughs> I smuggled a bunch in, in, in Memphis May a few years ago. Um, I got a buddy, a lo, I had a local buddy that would compete down there and he'd just fill up a wall of his trailer with injectors. And they happened to have a wagon. So we just set a bunch of injectors in the wagon and walked around the cook sites in Memphis yeah. and May. And I, into the wagon every every half hour, you know, just paying for the trip. Yeah, and the experience, the experience of Memphis and May is incredible. So yeah, of course. It, it, I've been I've been wanting to get down there the last couple of years, and life's just been a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those. That's a bucket list type of trip, and hopefully they don't make any big changes so you can make get, make it down there. Yeah, I hope not. It's an American, it's American Royal type of trip. American Royals. Yeah. Is in your backyard. Yeah, it's in my backyard. It's one I I just <laughs> literally last night at eleven fifty eight, I finished paying for all my all my spot for this year. Okay, awesome. Last last night was the cutoff before they raised the prices. Of course, <laughs> got to raise yeah. those prices, just in case you didn't I get forgot. in. I forgot until about eleven fifty. You're like, oh I shit! There got... Yeah, I jumped up and I punched in all the the numbers, and then I didn't remember my CC my CVV number on my credit card. It was oh. on the truck, like eleven fifty eight, and I ran out there and grabbed it, and got back in there, typed in the three numbers, and hit go, and it cleared on uh, June thirtieth. 
which means my electricity prices didn't go up another hundred bucks. Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, so. that's fantastic. So now we're signed up for the Royal. Now hopefully I, I can have that. That's four days of solitude for me of going down there and, and being um, knee deep. And and I do the Royal tours okay. where people come through and, and ask you questions and yeah. do all that stuff. Pretty much four days of me in my trailer, my cooking trailer, cooking food and hanging out with friends and and just kind of it, it you would think it would burn you out the rest of the way it doesn't it uh kind of re, re rejuvenates why you're do why why am i why do i have a barbecue restaurant yeah. why do i have this injector company absolutely for the american rock yeah you know that's the reason why i do this it's because all these people out here uh, and my friends, my friends that don't barbecue, love to come out. Uh, I put them to work now, where they they help me with the side dish turn ins. They help me you. with, the, you know, they help me with with a lot of these things, and they love it. You know, it's it's. I'm not a chef by any means, um, other than I own a restaurant and I facilitate the menu, which in Wick in. Uh, dictionary says i'm a chef but i'm not a chef i'm a, I'm a pit master and a cook yep at best um but we get to play around with our food that week which is awesome um, i mean could you would you have it any other year, way last year i got a call at the american royal in potato <laughs> fourth place potatoes Good unbelievable i mean i'm surprised i didn't have a heart attack and die right there <laughs> it was uh you know it was amazing Amazing experience to hear your name called at the Royal um, and get a ribbon, get to stand out up in front of all those people. Yep. And I don't care what color the ribbon is. You won the American Royal. <laughs> yeah. You won part of the American Royal. Um, you know, so yeah, I can't wait for I can't wait for the American Royal. I need to get some practice in. Do do several practice cooks of each yep. category. Since I can't, I just can't get away to go uh, compete like I'd like to. Because up here, I, I I'm just north of Kansas City with the restaurant, about 15 minutes. Okay. And there's a lake up here, Smithville Lake, and we're two minutes away from the lake. So Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, it's just a nut house. Yeah, because people are coming up, coming to hang out. Uh, yeah, they're coming in, coming up, coming out. Or um, they want a place after they're done for the day to yep. to come kind of to relax and get get the road food because they probably don't live in town. So you know we have to be on our game Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, just as much as as any other time. Yep, we're all. We're always working for the weekend, like the old song, but we're literally working on the weekend to make the the weekend work. Yeah. Uh, Oodles of prep and things. Just um, I'm I'm shocked about how this year is turning out in the restaurant, too. Um, Sales are way up. Um, Our volume is is way up. Our volume is almost more than our, our walls will let us do. 
Um, so we'll see, see how that, that pans out in this next year or two. If we, if we have to get a bigger place or figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. Now what's the name of the restaurant? It's chops barbecue and catering. If you notice, there's a, uh, branding a little bit, all the, all, all the way through all my stuff, you know, it's chops, power injector systems, chops, full power system, uh, chops, barbecue and catering. Um, it's another funny story. I am chop. Yep. Uh, and it's a Nick, it's a nickname, um, that I got. Um, so before I, I ever got into barbecue, I, I used to race model airplanes, 200 miles an hour, 10 foot off the ground, two mile course. Uh, we do it just right at a minute and it was screaming. They're guided missiles, man. They're just, just a blast, you know, nitro powered. Well, we were in Ohio, um, racing and I think it was, it was a rainy day or something. And one of the guys invited us back to his house to have, uh, he was going to grill and, uh, have some beers and, and, and hang out and tell stories about, about whatever. So we get there and we eat, we drink and we're all happy and starting to get late. I'm starting to get hungry again. So I went into the refrigerator or went into the kitchen, which was dark and got into the refrigerator, found a fork and a pork chop, stabbed that by a pork chop. I'm walking through the, through the kitchen in the dark with this pork chop, pork chop on a stick. And, uh, my buddy walks in and said, what are you doing? I'm hungry, man. I'm all glassy eyed. Just, just hungry. Just hungry. And he snaps, snaps a picture of me in this pork chop. And from that day on, I was pork chop. Well, I found that, uh, I found that to be a little, you know, uh, that was that was that was fine. Call me pork chop. Well, call, uh, I think about a year later, we were racing. We were in uh, Muncie, Indiana, at the at the Model Airplane Nationals, and uh, they had a little airplane out there that nobody could fly. It was on. It was called Line Control. And it was a combat plane. They'd get two or three guys in the middle with ribbons on them, and they they fly and they're real fast, and they're like trying to trying to fly a Chihuahua. Hi, on Chris. Um, and uh, I, I'm like, I, I could fly that. I went out there and I flew it for a whole tank full, doing all kinds of crazy maneuvers over my head. And I landed, and the same guy that nicknamed me said, "All right, from here on out, you're just chop." Stuck. So it stuck. I, you know, I embraced it. I liked it. Um. And now I've built two companies, technically, with that with brand. It. Because I went into barbecue, and why not have the nickname Chop? Yeah. There's worse, worse nicknames, right? Oh, no joke. Yeah. Man, uh, that, is, that is such a fantastic story. It really is. Like, it, 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 making, making that your brand and embracing it, and, and it, it has, like, such a cool meaning behind it, and at the same time, it fits 
so well. <laughs> just, it, it fits person. It fits my personality. It fits. Um, fits what we're doing, you know, barbecue and food and um, family. Getting nicknamed by somebody I'd consider family, um, you know, and my my wife embraces it. She's Mrs. Chop. Um, my daughter, she's Lamb Chop, <laughs> and my daughter, my son's Chop Junior. Hey, so, as long as it's working, I almost, I almost. I almost made it on the TV show Chopped. How great would that have been? That would have been amazing. <laughs> Unless you got chopped, and then it would have been like Chop. Chop got chopped. I, I would have got chopped. chopped. I don't the, the people they put on that show, it's like, here's the ringer, and here's these two other guys. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. One of these yeah, two I'm, are going to win. We're going to let them battle it out. We're going to put these guys in there just for fun. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a lot of brown sugar in there and hopefully make it taste good. <laughs> this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna use 48 spices. Yep. So, well, Dan, I want to say thank you so much for coming on our show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue, and all your all your lovely wisdom that goes along with everything you shared with us. I think it was really really cool. Um, so we like to end this show kind of in a cool way. If you could go back in time to the beginning of your barbecue journey and give yourself three tips to help shorten your barbecue learning curve, what would those three tips be? Uh, shorten your your uh, barbecue learning curve. Um, Google's your friend. Make sure you, you watch at least three to four things that match identically before you try it because somebody's probably not going to be right. Um, what they say in the Facebook forums or the Facebook uh, groups, um, you get 48 different answers to the one question. Yeah. Um, look at who's talking. Click on their profiles and things like that. Make sure you know the person that's talking didn't just go out and buy a, a clearance uh, Walmart smoker yesterday also. Yeah. You know, you you have to look at your knowledge base. I cook um now we're cooking probably 100 briskets a week. Yeah. Uh Are you going to trust the guy that cooks one brisket a month to answer your brisket question? Or are you going to trust course. me? I don't know, dude. You, you guys, your guys' knowledge is right about the same, right? Uh, I, on Facebook, yeah, at least. I went to, he went to brisket school. Um, take classes. Yeah. Take classes. If you want to get into competition barbecue um, and you're a total noob, you bought three new gateway smokers and Chops Power Injector and um, $400 worth of rubs and sauces, Better not just say I'm going to go out there and wing it. If you're going to spend all that money, go spend the money, the big money, on a big class. Yeah, Rod Grades class, um, the Hot and Fast Guys class, the Drum Smokers class. Um, there's so many of them, and they have such great knowledge. If you can afford it. Go to two or three of them um, and cook in between them with your notes. 
yeah. and realize once you get down to the nitty gritty temperatures, um, the temperatures are going to be the same, um, at what temperature you're cooking at is going to be a little different. Um, but you're going to find a lot of things are a lot easier than you're making it. Yeah, I, I agree cook, with you. You cook stuff with your eyes closed um, because you you know you have the knowledge of those notes to, to refer back to. Take yeah. notes on your first year of cooking. Um, find somebody that's that's cooked thousands of pounds of stuff and, and taste it. Say, well, I like the I like that a lot. Um, and then ask them how to, how to cook to that, like that. Yep. I don't think you could say it any better, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If you can do me a favor, just tell everyone where they can find you on social media and where they can follow you guys' journey on the internet. Yeah. My name is Dan Uledal. Um, I'm always accepting new friends. Um, my email address is Dan at barbecuekansascity.com. Uh, barbecuekansascity.com is all spelled out. B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E-K-A-N-S-A-S-C-I-T-Y.com. Uh, that is also my website. You can get to my website also by going to chopspowerinjector.com. Uh, send up a smoke single. I'll try to see it. Carrier pigeon? Carrier pigeons. Um, I might kick it first because birds are gross but uh <laughs> that's another story for another time <laughs> uh but yeah uh it, get 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 a hold of me however you want if you've got a chops fire injector you had some problems with it i got 101 ways to to make it easier for to use well man so. thank you so much and it means the world to have you on here yeah it was great